Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. G'day there, Red and Blue Army. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Red Legs Radio. And we've got a huge episode this afternoon. We have a blast from the past. 1997 Premiership player Glenn Malloy will join us a little bit later on. And talking about blasts from the past, not really in the past, but if you go back to 2017, 2018, when this man, Mitchell Grigg, was dominating the Sandful competition, I tell you what, he was back to his best again against South Adelaide uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Well, I tell you what, the boys at the Red Legs Footy Club are refreshed after a big win and a week off. And so is this show. So often you hear the phrase, he'll be available after the buy. And Red Legs Radio is no different because today in the studio, I've got not one, but two colleagues. Firstly, from the advertiser, he's finally out of home quarantine. I notice he looks a little sleep deprived after watching the Test World Championship all night. That's, Welcome that's back. That's a normal look for me, Hooky. Welcome White back. White and tired. Welcome back, Ben Cameron. Nice to have you on board, mate. And a student from Mercedes College is in the studio today. He's completing a, a little bit of work experience. Welcome to Jack Braddy. G'day. Thanks for having me around. Jack, nice to have you on board, but we're going straight to our special guest because he is ready to join us uh, fresh from a week off after one of his finest in a long list of outstanding games for the Norwood Football Club. Mitch Grigg, he had 34 disposals, nine tackles, three goals, and wait for it, 179 dream team points. I'm exhausted just calling out of those numbers. Let's find out how Mitch Grigg pulled up. Mitch, welcome back to Red Legs Radio. No worries. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for that introduction, mate. Didn't mind that at all. Uh, it was like you brought your own football, mate, on a critical day for the club. Where does that game uh, rate against some of your best? Perhaps up there, even with your 2018 Jack Odie medal that day at uh, Footy Park, or Adelaide Oval. I beg your yeah, pardon. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a team, we we played probably one of our most consistent games of the year, um, and on the back of that, I ended up having you know a reasonable um, uh, you know personal game, um, and yeah, it was probably. You know, I'd probably rate that up as one of my better performances, purely in the fact of uh, my defensive actions as long as my, as well as my offensive actions. So, um, you know, as long as I'm playing my role, though, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's all I'm in the team for. I'm not there to have 34 and three, um, you know, every week. That's certainly not expected, and, and um, I don't expect that of myself either. But um, as long as I'm coming in and playing my role, mate, that's um, that's all that matters. Two of those three goals, check sides as well. We'll talk a little bit more about your form over the course of the next few minutes, mate. It did look bleak, though, 
at quarter time. Was just the one goal for the legs. That was, of course, yours. Uh, good goal too. Uh, in a bit of a hurry, only had uh, had to get rid of it quickly. Um, just kicking to that uh, northern end of goal. But what turned it around after quarter time? Because it looked like we were losing clearances and we'd spent a lot of time in defence. Yeah, look, we um, we certainly didn't feel like we we're out of the game at quarter time. Um, you know, we we certainly felt like we were still in the mix, and they they were just winning in a few critical areas, and, and they were getting repeat entries. And I think. Um, you know, for us to, to hold off their, you know, their good start um, the way we did and not let them score any more than what they did, um, it gave us a good opportunity to peg them back. Um, and we sort of broke even. I think we got back in front in the second quarter. So, um, I mean, that was the damaging end with the wind, as, as it always is down at Norlunga. But, um, you know, I think our ability to, to regroup at quarter time and come back at them, um, you know, with that, with that uh, extra breeze um, certainly went a long way to uh, getting us back in the right, right headspace. Mitch, it's uh, Camo here. Um, just want to take you back a couple of weeks. You almost knocked off Glenelg. Um, obviously, you were leading the game by close to 50 points and then got run over. How did you, what did you take away from that, from that loss? Was, was there, were there um, massive positives to be found? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we took it to Glenelg and, and sort of, you know, in, in, almost embarrassed in the first half um, and then to be embarrassed in the second half the opposite, opposite way was obviously not nice and uh, not a great feeling to, to uh, you know, lose from being so far in front. Um, but I suppose our learning from that game was we didn't really have a, a set structure as, as, uh, as to say that um, something to go to if we're, you know, behind. And, um, and instead of, uh, you know, we probably went to panic stations when they were coming and we tried to go back as fast as they were coming at us, whereas, you know, we probably just needed to slow the game down and take the heat out of it. And um, that's probably the biggest thing we learnt. And, and now we've sort of come up with a plan and a structure that we all know and we all know what to do at these so those critical times in a game when the opposition's getting momentum. So um, that's a big learning from us. And, um, you know, that's from the, the whole club as a whole. Um, and that was, you know, probably if it didn't happen, then we wouldn't have known we needed something like that. So... Um, We've, uh, we're all over that now, and we're able to do that really well a couple of times during the game against South Adelaide. So you're basically talking about tempo footy, you know, when another side gets that momentum, you know, trying to keep, yeah, the, that's keep right. the ball off them, slow, slow their yeah, momentum. Yeah, like just, just a, instead of, you know, trying to get outside hits as a midfielder or, um, you know, trying to speed the game up, you just want to slow the opposition down and, and keep it in the contest, uh, which is, you know, one of our strength areas. And um, we're number one in the comp for defence. And, you know, if we can keep our keep it to a one-on-one contest and, uh, and not let a team uh, like Glenelg, they love the, the quick quick ball movement. If we can nullify the, the movement at times, then it goes a long way to um, you know getting the right result. But I guess just a final point from me, I mean, to get within one point of um, a team that hasn't lost all year, you know, there's got to be massive positives to be taken out of that loss. You know, did it almost feel oh, like a bit of a win in some regards? Yeah, well, I mean, you take it from the, the Eagles game where we sort of, we were good in the first quarter and then we just rolled over. Um, we never did that against Glenelg and we were always in the contest the whole game. Um, you know, we, we do take a lot of pride out of that performance. Um, it's still not good enough. We didn't win. But, um, you know, in regards to the way we went about it and how we went into the game and how we performed uh, for the majority of the game, you know, we're really happy with it uh, internally and um, it's something that we'll keep, you know, getting better at. And we're, we're still a really young side, mate. We're... Um, you know, there's only a handful of guys um, above 24 and, um, you know, we're still young, we're still learning and, and we're only going to get better as the year goes on. So 
Uh, hopefully, you know, South Adelaide was a great stepping stone for us as a club. Um, I think with the way we performed, um, probably being our first four-quarter effort for the year. Um, and, you know, if we can use that as a benchmark, then, uh, you know, that'll, that'll hold us in good stead through September. Mitch, you made the point you're not going to have 34 touches and three goals every week. And sometimes you've just got to sacrifice your own game. Just describe the role that Jake McKennelly played on uh, Bryce Gibbs, because I thought his role, even though his numbers don't look superb, that he w- he played a really important role for the team. Yeah, look, that's, uh, you know, anyone's really ready to ste- step up and, and uh, play that part when we need. But uh, it was Kennel's, uh, Kennel's chance on the, against South. And, you know, they, we went to him and said, mate, we want you to shut down Gibbs, as we know he's such a damaging player, um, especially around... We just looked like we lost him a bit. Sorry, you there, boys. Got you there. Oh, Sorry, Mitch. We thought we'd Sorry. lost you, but you're back. No, nah, I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, where did I get to? Uh, you were just, just telling us that. about the great role that Kennelly played on uh, Kennel, Bryce yeah, and Gibbs. So, so Kennel's, uh, you know, got offered the opportunity to go to him, and um, you know, he took it with open arms. And I suppose as a team as well, we um, we try and uh, attack a player as such altogether, not just let one bloke do do the job. So. Um, yeah, I suppose he he just yeah, like you said, did with open arms and and it was really important for us on the day, like nullifying Gibbs' impact on the game. So, um, but like I said, anyone any one of us uh, at any time uh, can can be a part of that role as well. Yeah. So, Mitch, I've got a question for you. Before you were talking about your strength being as a team contesting balls, um, the statistics say that Norwood has on average about fourteen tackles per game higher than the second best tackling team. Is this yep. increased tackling rate influenced by the coaching department or is it player-driven? Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's uh, something we've implemented throughout um, throughout the preseason, and, and we really rate ourselves highly with our tackle pressure. Um, and that it also drives from our contest and how we're defending. So um, if we're defending well, we're usually tackling well as well. So um, it's a real driving force to, to start our defence and, and also on the back of that, uh, in turn, creates offence. So... Um, it's something we really drive and hold at a high standard at the club. Future journo in the making. Isn't he just? With, uh, with those statistics, I've been put to shame. <laughs> um, now, Mitch, I want to take you even further back to after round four. Um, you obviously, you've probably been asked about it quite a lot, but you know, obviously you were dropped. Um, how did that go down? I mean, you won two McGarry's. You're a champion of the club. Um, did you crack it? I know I would have. <laughs> um, look, it certainly crossed my mind. Do I uh, just uh, go pull the pin or whatever? But uh, no, nah, certainly um, I wasn't uh, ready to, you know, crack the shits or certainly have that sort of uh, mentality. I, I knew what Jade was uh, trying to get out of me and um, not that I agreed with his decision, but, uh, you know, I I just sort of copped it on the chin and, and went back when I did what I needed to do uh, in the reserves and, you know, got my opportunity back in the side and, um, that, and that meant playing some more midfield minutes, genuine midfield minutes, and not resting up forward as much as what I was previously. And uh, he just wanted to make sure that, you know, I could do that. And um, and yeah, I went back, did it in the reserves, and came back in. And I think he's been playing an important role since being back. It's been absolutely outstanding, and uh, I know Twig has been uh, absolutely glowing in his praise for you and the work you did. Uh, once you did get the news after round four that you were out of the team and the way you've uh, worked your way back in, and of course just uh, now absolutely on fire. I do have one uh, negative that I have to pick some bones with you here, Mitch. 
the colour of your football boots, my man. Now, I come from an era yeah. where you wore black or nothing <laughs> else, and I saw you on the weekend in the hottest pink boots I have ever seen. Now, tell me, you know, conservative young lad like you, that must have been a, an incorrect delivery or something, I presume. Yeah, look, uh, so I'm a Puma ambassador. We've got a couple of ambassadors at the club, and um, we pretty much get, get what we're given, and we, <laughs> we're not forced to wear them, but it's either that or I go spend 300 bucks on a new pair of boots. So I thought... Look, I'll, I'll cop the I'll cop the stick for uh, for wearing them, and there's a few blokes running around the club now with the the pink ones, and luckily they've uh, they've lost a bit of their colour over the last few weeks. So um, I have uh, inquired about a new pair, and uh, as soon as they're here, they'll be going on the, on my feet. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's something I've got a bit of a few questions about, but um, has that helped improve your a tiny um, bit faster? Has that helped improve your disposal, Mitch? You mentioned you spoke to the Tizer a few weeks ago and said that you'd improved your disposal. I wonder if the shoes had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, look, it could have something to do with it. Maybe I'm seeing my foot a bit better when I'm dropping the ball. Who knows? So, uh, but uh, no, it's, it's uh, not the greatest colour, but uh, that's what we got given. Mitch, you'll be in the pink boots, of course, again this weekend against Central District. You'll be lacing them up around a pair of blue socks because it is socket to MND. It is a cause very close to your heart. How important is this game to you? And how's your father, mate? Yeah, obviously, um, Dad's diagnosed uh, almost three years ago now with MND, and um, it's around. It's very special to me, uh, you know, all around. But um, yeah, look, it's it'll mean a lot. Uh, we've got a bit of a function going on before the game, and uh, be good to see the crowd in, in all blue beanies. And obviously, uh, you know, very proud of the club for for being part of it and um, you know helping out as much as they can. Uh, in regards to um, you know, sponsorship and that sort of stuff. So uh, really excited for this weekend. And I, I know Dad will be pretty excited to get down to the game. He's sort of uh, housebound a fair bit these days. He's sort of struggling to... Um, he can't really walk too much mm. or walk too well anymore. And he's lost his function of his arm. So, um, and his speech has started to, to almost go as well. So it's not... For Dad's sake, um, you know, it's obviously not positive at the moment. But, um, you know, he still cracks jokes and... Um, <laughs> try to be as positive as he possibly can and um if you if you think neil danaher that's dad um the way he handles himself so um yeah I've, i couldn't be uh couldn't be more proud of the way dad handles himself and um and the role model that he's been to, to myself and my family and the athelston football club as well mate i noticed you were training in the raggies guernsey this week and that's uh that's a club that's doing some great work around the mnd space as well yeah, absolutely, mate. It's been an ongoing thing um, since Damien Lane from the Teacher Gully Footy Club. I think he had a bit to do with raggies uh, early on, but uh, that's sort of the thing that they do uh, every year now, which is awesome. And, um, you know, that Dad's obviously a club legend of uh, Athelstan and 200 games and um, a few premierships and captain and all that sort of stuff. So um, for what the work that they do is just, uh, yeah, it doesn't go unnoticed. And I know that uh, Dad will... You always have that support from the footy club and um, yeah that Guernsey I was wearing that was actually dad's premiership Guernsey so I don't know how I squeezed into it <laughs> he was a bit thinner than me back in the day but um, yeah I got it on and uh, it was the old woolen one uh, it certainly kept me warm that night <laughs> Mitch how does your dad's own private battle inspire your your own game and obviously to to get over the um, the hurdles that you've had uh, earlier this year I mean it looks like you're flying now but you know how 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 have you had? Um, how have you used your father? Has, has he been a bit of an inspiration to you know try and hit new heights? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know I think the way Dad handles himself, uh, he never never looks upset and he never lets uh, you know things get the the better of him. And uh, I suppose 
that's the the one thing that I can take from that is just whatever hand you dealt, um, you just got to you know cop it on the chin and and uh, deal with it for what it is, and um, that's sort of how we attack his diagnosis with the family. Like we all know, you know, inevitably what's going to happen, and um, as long as we're there to support each other and do it, go through it as a family. That's that's all we can do, and um, you know, I suppose that's all I I can do with my footy. I can just put my best foot forward every week and and um, and uh, only worry about my performance and, and what I can bring to the team. And as long as I'm doing that, then I know I'll, I'll hold my spot. Mitch, you're doing outstanding things for the footy club on the field. You're doing some outstanding off, stuff off the field as well around the MND cause. We appreciate all of the work you're doing. We thank you for your time on Red Legs Radio and looking forward to seeing you rip apart the doggies on Saturday afternoon, mate. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, it's going to be a great day and a, and a great game and hopefully we can come out with a good win. Mitch Grigg there, Thanks the two-time Mitch Grigg there, the two-time McGarry medalist, our special guest here on Red Legs Radio. We are off to a break on the other side. Plenty more to talk about, including a big preview in the game between Norwood and Central District. Don't go away. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. Yeah, that's right. You are listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Ben Cameron from The Advertiser and Mercedes College work experience student Jack Brady is in the studio with us. Uh, we've just had a wonderful conversation with Mitch Grigg, the two-time McGarry medalist for the Norwood Football Club after his outstanding game against South Adelaide a fortnight ago. And looking forward to the big soccer to MND round when we take on Central District at Cooper Stadium on Saturday afternoon. We're going to preview that game very shortly and talk very quickly about everything going on in the round. First of all, just to let you know, the People's Choice Credit Union Award leaderboard is up. Jackson Callow still leading comfortably, not even at the club anymore, and he's got a 117-vote lead. Jacob Collins on 111. So Jackson Callow, 228. Jacob Collins, 111. Nick Rokar, 50. He's been really dependable right throughout the year. Isaac Saywell on 49. Cameron Shenton, 16. How about this? Mitch Grigg, 13 votes for the year. How he has not got a ton of votes after last weekend just absolutely astounds me. Matty Nunn, the skipper on 10. He's missed one or two with injury, of course, that hamstring he did in the state game. Jacob Kennelly, he's been fantastic, just on eight. Brad McKenzie on seven. Richard Douglas on six. So it's the People's Choice Award. You need to just get onto the Norwood Football Club site, find the People's Choice Credit Union Award, and get voting after this current game against Central District this weekend. Just want to announce very quickly, boys. Uh, coming up on, I think it's the eight. That's no, the 13th of August, I beg your pardon. It's the Fortis in Priscilla Army March, and this is going to be absolutely magnificent. Most of you will be aware of the great support the Norwood Football Club got from its fans and members around its Fortis in Priscilla campaign last year that was all designed to try and raise some funds as COVID-19 really took some funds out of the game. So here's what's happening. There's going to be a march. It starts at four o'clock and you can either go to the Republic Hotel or the Robin Hood Hotel. And we're going to be marching along Osmond Terrace onto the parade, onto the ground and forming a guard of honour for the players who will be running out in their 
special, Fortis in Priscilla Guernseys. That's on the 13th of August. So if you're part of the Fortis in Priscilla crew, make sure you work out what the details are and get yourself a part of that march because that will be absolutely fantastic. 13th of August, 2021 is the Fortis in Priscilla Army March. Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. You've seen plenty of Central District. What are the key factors that Norwood has to deal with if they're going to get over the line against the Dogs on Saturday afternoon? Thanks, Hooky. Good to be back. Um, yeah, look, the Dogs have not been a huge, um, a, a high-scoring team this year, average score of 66. But uh, Hoskin, Justin Hoskin was out last week against Westies, first week of his uh, two-match suspension. So the Dogs had a bit of a different-looking uh, forward line. Um, we had Fraser Fort going to uh, the forward line. We had Nick Gillard bobbing up with five goals. It was pretty lethal at ground level. And Aiden Grace, you know, um, didn't get a heap of the ball, but kicked a beautiful uh, goal, uh, goal from the boundary line, pretty much repeating his effort against the Eagles from a few weeks prior. So their uh, forward line's looking a little bit different to um, than how it has before. Um, they're trying a few different things. So... The dogs really kind of clicked against Westies last week, Hooky. Um, the dogs started poorly, had a, had a poor first quarter, and then everything clicked in that second. They kicked six goals, three. They had twice as many inside 50s. Uh, they looked really, really impressive. Fort, um, Fraser Fort providing a real marking option, providing that contest, and then Gillard, um, you know, picking up the spillage and, and kicking a few goals and kicked three for that quarter. So... I, I like the look of their um, forward line at the moment. So the legs defenders will be, um, you know, they'll be they'll have plenty of things to be uh, cracking down on. So um, yeah, that that would be one of the key things I reckon coming into this game. I'm a little bit concerned that Norwood are last for scoring. So they're in the five at the moment. They're sitting in fourth position and they can push. They've got a great fortnight ahead because they've got winnable games against Central District and Sturt. Both of those games at home. Um, but I'm just concerned about the fact that we just don't see them kick that 14, 15, 16 goals often enough. Should they be worried about that? Well, I mean, it doesn't help when you've lost um, young Jacko Callow. Yes. It certainly doesn't help. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, traditionally the Dogs, not a high-scoring team. But, yeah, look, like I said, they've got that um, different-looking forward line. So um, the legs will really be looking for Shenton blokes like him to, to step up and, and kick multiple goals for sure. Kick three goals on the weekend. Cameron Shenton, of course, one of the most experienced players for the club. Jack Brady, uh, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. I got you to sit and watch the game against uh, South Adelaide last weekend. You watched uh, the second half. Yep. Just tell me, give me a couple of the takeaways that you took. I think you made a really good point about the fact that Norwood are very good at controlling the ball in the back half, but then using speed in the front half. Just tell us how you, what you observed. Yeah, so just um, Norwood using the slow play in the back half, just was hitting the short 45s. And then once they hit about halfway, they just moved with speed in the forward half, obviously using that pressure against um, South's defence there. So, yeah. I think Jack really stumbled across, well, not stumbled across, but he, he nailed something that I think is really important for uh, the Norwood Football Club, and that is front-end stoppages. Because guys like Douglas in the front half, if you've got Puopolo in the front half, Henry Nelligan doing a wonderful job in the front half as well. If they can create uh, secondary chances when they get the ball inside 50, I reckon that goes a long way for the legs. I also feel um, th- there's a, a, a defender, Matt Nagel, 
from the dogs. I think he's also somebody to keep an eye on. His um, delivery across half-back is, is sometimes, you know, perfect. Just never seems rushed, never seems to waste possession. So I think the legs will definitely need to, to keep close tabs on him just to sort of um, stop that run from um, half-back. He seems to start a lot of the forward forward line forays. So he's a, he's a key factor down back as well for the Dogs. Uh, let's very quickly take some tips from around the ground. Firstly, Norwood and Central District. Your, your thoughts, Ben Cameron? Norwood by, I reckon, about three or four goals. Jack? Yeah, I reckon Norwood will get up then as well. I'm going for Norwood as well. North Adelaide, Port Adelaide? Uh, North? Uh, probably Port Adelaide. I'm going to go North Adelaide. Sturt versus South Adelaide? Uh, Panthers? I'm going South Adelaide. Uh, yeah, I'll go South Adelaide as well. Yep. West Adelaide versus the Crows. Interesting game, this. Could be a close one. Uh, I'm going Adelaide only because they're coming off a win. I'm going to go for the Crows. Jack Brady? I'll go West Adelaide. And yeah. the big game on Sunday, of course, is the Eagles and Glenelg. Eagles. Eagles for me? Yeah, Eagles too. There you are. They've undefeated and we've all right written off Glenelg. <laughs> they're, mate, they're due. They're so due. much more to get through, boys. We've really enjoyed your company. We're going to catch up with Glenn Malloy after the break. Looking forward to having a conversation with him and then we'll wrap it up with a little bit of sample stock market. Jack Brady, you've done a wonderful job. Thank you for your time. Don't go away. Plenty more here on Red Legs Radio. Looking forward to a big game on Saturday afternoon. We're taking on Central District. Don't go away. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Yeah, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Of course, we're getting very excited for the big clash on Saturday afternoon. We're taking on Central District. It's a particularly important round. It is Count Me In round. We know that the greater the Norwood Football Club, Rick Neagle, is a big backer of Count Me In round. And, of course, for the Norwood Football Club, it is Socket to MND round. Uh, that means we'll be wearing blue socks rather than the traditional red legs that you've no doubt seen us and, and grown to love this football club in. Uh, so that's going to be a significant moment for the football club. Of course, uh, the Norwood Footy Club has been significantly touched uh, by the cause of MND in recent years with Damien Lane and, of course, uh, with the father of Mitch Grigg, Chris Grigg. And we spoke to Mitch Grigg a little bit earlier in the show. But joining us now to talk about his time in football at the Norwood Football Club and as well as his involvement in the MND cause as well. It's a very big Red Legs Radio. Welcome to 1997 Premiership player Glenn Malloy. Glenn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot for uh, giving us a chance to have a chat. Oh, it's so great to have you on board. We'll talk about all of the stuff going on uh, at the football club very shortly, but I just want to reflect back on your career, Glenn. You had played 80 games for the football club, kicked 106 goals. You had two stints at Norwood, which bookended four years at the Melbourne Football Club. Uh, just in general terms, mate, what do you? how do you reflect on your time, your playing career at the Redlegs? Oh, uh, Red Legs were fantastic for me. I come through the juniors, um, right through seventeens and nineteens in them days, and um, sort of got into the reserves. And uh, you know, Gary McIntosh, Michael Ace, and Keith Thomas were all my uh, <laughs> idols. He used to run around the backyard kicking the footy around, being, and then had a chance to uh, stand next to him and play some footy with him. So yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, a lot of respect for Nord in that way that uh, they give me a good chance to 
actually play with some legends of the club. So it's fantastic. Can you remember your debut? Because it's at a venue that most people would regard as pretty unusual for Sandville League footy. Um, my debut, I can't really remember. I, I know Gary McIntosh uh, pulled out and I got called up. Um, I think it was against South Adelaide. Well, I've got um, the, and, on, yeah. on the record here, I've got you having made your debut and it may have actually been in one of those Foundation Cup matches. But oh, it, yes, yes. Against yes, it was Central District at Balhanna. Yep. Yeah, it was Balhanna, actually. Yeah, dude, now, now it's coming back to me. Yes, it was up there in Balhanna. Yeah, my first uh, game with the, with the club. So, yeah, no, enjoyable. Different place to play football. But, uh, yeah, very enjoyable to play your first game with... Uh, the Red Legs, for sure. What was it like? Were you nervous? Were you excited? I mean, your dad had played for Norwood, of course. So, uh, you know, it must have meant a lot for the family as well that you were getting your own opportunity to play league footy for the Legs. Yeah, it was uh, really exciting because I was only probably 15, 16 years old in them days. And, um, yeah, very nervous, but um, looking forward to it and just trying to execute my skills out there and try uh, hold down a spot. So... Yeah, no, fantastic. I um, yeah, it was very nervous, but yeah, that's what it is when you play your first league game. So, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, grateful for the club to give me a chance. What about the moment a couple of years on when uh, the Melbourne Football Club tapped you on the shoulder and said we would like to take you as a father-son selection? Your dad Graham played for the Demons, and we want you to come across and represent our football club as well. I mean, what a special moment that must have been. Yeah, I um. Yeah, it was. Um, didn't really expect the phone call, but uh, had it and um, thought, well, you know, the best league, the best uh, footy league in the in the Australia. So I thought, yeah, give it a go and see how I went. But um, yeah, it was uh, yeah a bit different. I uh, went over as a youngster and lived with Todd Viney over there for about eight months. Um, he a very good mate of mine now and um, his family, which. Uh, Supported me through my through my career, so um, yeah, they were excellent. Uh, Melbourne were a good club, and uh, actually Neil Baum come over at the same time as well. So I had Barmy again as a as the head coach there. So um, yeah, it was good to have somebody I knew uh, and helped me through, which was excellent. But uh, yeah, fant- another fantastic club and uh, some great players there, and Jimmy Stein, Todd Viney, and Gary Lyon. You could go through a fair few Neats and. So, yeah, another very exciting time for me. Oh, it's incredible. And the names you list, Glenn, just uh, remarkable. The the, the talent, the quality that was uh, there at the football club in that particular era, of course, uh, played some finals for the club as well. You you, you came back uh, at the end of the 1996 season. I mean, Norwood had been bereft of the ultimate success for about 13 years. Their previous premiership was, of course, 1984, that famous flag, uh, the victory over Port Adelaide having come from fifth, the history makers. 1997, what are your memories? Uh, You and Jim West up in the forward line, uh, we could talk about the whole year, but in particular, the the grand final. I mean, what an outstanding day for the football club. Oh, it was that whole year, even Anzac Day, we played Port Adelaide and we sort of give them a bit of a touch-up that day as well. So uh, the rivalry between the two clubs is fantastic and always has been right through the footy. Um, But, yeah, to play up there with Jimmy West, we uh, combined pretty well up there and had a good understanding where everyone was going. And, 
Um, yeah, it was probably my biggest disappointment as uh, old Macca got uh, reported the game before mm. and got one game. And he was he's a very good friend of mine. And, um, yeah, I would have loved to play grand final with the old fella. But, uh, yeah, he got one game, which was unusual. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some great players through there. Jars was there and Rowie and um, Fleming and, you know, Johnny Cunningham. So you could reel off another heap of names in that final, which... Um, that year was fantastic. We all, all um, gelled together and played a really good football that year with under under Peter Rhodes. So mm. it was fantastic. John Cunningham, of course, the Jack O'Dea medalist as well. I'm going to mention a name from that team very yeah. shortly. But first of all, the coaches you played under, Glenn, quite remarkable, the list of amazing coaches that you had, all of them absolute AFL standard. You talked about Neil Baum, who was your first coach at Norwood, and then you had him at Melbourne. You were under Neil Craig, who, of course, went on to the Adelaide Crows, and Peter Rode as well, a Norwood premiership coach, who then went on and coached the Western Bulldogs. So uh, you could not argue with the quality of coaches that you had throughout your footy career. No, they were fantastic. Um, and one of them, you know, Neil Craig, really pushed me along as a youngster and, and got the best out of me. Um, and, you know, I, I um, love how he, he pushed me and sometimes you get, you know, a bit angry, but uh, he's pushing you in the right direction. So, yeah, no, all them coaches were fantastic, uh, had good footy brains and they, they knew the game really well. So it was fantastic in that way. So, yeah, they were excellent. How did you go in Neil Craig's bodysuit? Glenn, that would have suited you nicely, wouldn't it, mate? Oh, I actually was over in Melbourne when that happened. Oh, so okay. I did, I did, send some, did send some messages back to Macca that he looked pretty slim in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it was, it was a bit different, wasn't it? So, a few boys, uh, they knew what weight size, you know, the weight. <laughs> they had a bit of weight on them, but, um, yeah, nah, that's, that's um, going with the times, I suppose, with football, try something new, so... Glenn, I see you at uh, Cooper Stadium a fair bit. You're a regular follower of uh, how the team's tracking at the moment. Uh, what's your general assessment on the way the legs have gone? Massive win, of course, uh, a couple of weeks ago against South Adelaide. Yeah, they did. Um, and, um, yeah, they're travelling all right. Um, it's probably a bit of gelling um, to get them together. Uh, and when we're in front, we've got to stay in front. So... Um, there was a week before, I think, uh, the Bays come back and, and got us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're a strong side. Got the youngsters in there. I think Rawlings has got a good game plan and the way he goes about it, he's, he's in with the, with the players. He wants to be their mate plus the coach, which is a fantastic uh, achievement for him. And, um, yeah, no, they'll, they'll be up there for sure. Glenn, it's a very special round for you, of course. It's Count Me In round. Uh, Rick Neagle, as we know, a great uh, worker for the Count Me In cause. Uh, and for the Norwood Football Club in particular, it'll be socket to MND. Just describe how MND has touched uh, your life and some of your closest friends. Yeah, well, um, my best mate, Damien Lane, um, being best mate since we are eight years old, comes through the juniors and a bit of reserve fo- football for him. And... Um, yeah, one day we were at work because we worked together as well and he just said, oh, you know, I've got no strength in my arm and I'm like, Jesus, what's going on there? And he uh, just couldn't couldn't work out what it was and um, they, he went and had tests and all the rest and uh, they diagnosed him with MMD and um, about uh, 14 months later he passed away. So, yeah, sad times, but we're here to... Uh, 
get the awareness out there and make sure that we try to find a cure for this. And, and there's a legend who's put it out there is Neil Danaher. Um, seven years of MMD. And I think if he didn't come out and say that he had the disease, um, I don't know where we'd be at at the moment. Mm. So what he's done for for the cause and how much he's raised in the beanies and, and all the other um, stuff he does. And then me, Damien, before Damien passed away, we actually went on the Danaher Drive, wow. which was a fantastic... Um, we were over here and in seven, seven or eight weeks, I uh, got a few friends together and we uh, raised about 70 grand um, to go and do the drive. So and that was an eye-opener and to see the support, the people, uh, the Melbourne players, but the support out in general um, was fantastic. So, yeah, it's a very hard one, um, losing your best mate. But, um, you know, um, and now... Uh, Mitchy, Mitch Griggs dad as well um, I got to meet him and we went out on a charter boat Balgowan Charters when he got diagnosed um, a few boys took him out and Mitch was out there so yeah had a really good chat with him and um, yeah it's a it's a shocking disease but you know we, all we've got to do is keep raising this money and eventually we might find a cure. Mm. Well, Glenn, you're going to be out there on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to be out there on Saturday afternoon. There'll be a number of opportunities to support the cause to fight motor neurone disease. Uh, it certainly touched your life. It's touched everyone at the Norwood Football Club's life as well. Uh, mate, we love the work that you were doing to support this cause. We appreciate the fact that you've continued your great support of the Norwood Football Club. Thanks for your time on Red Legs Radio. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you there Saturday. Make sure everyone's got their beanies on. <laughs> Good on you, Glenn. Beanies. Cheers. Glenn, that's Glenn Malloy there, of course, the 1997 Premiership player, uh, played 80 games for the Norwood Football Club and uh, still a passionate supporter of the legs and a great supporter as well of the motor neurone disease cause. He's going to be there on Saturday afternoon. He wants to see you there as well, helping support the cause, raising some funds as we hopefully find a cure for motor neurone disease. We're off to a break on Red Legs Radio. We'll be back very shortly. Don't go away. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. Final term here at Red Legs Radio. Of course, we're getting ready for the big game on Saturday afternoon. Hosting Central District at Cooper Stadium, 2.10pm. It is a big game for the football club. A win and we're pushing for top three. But on top of all of that, it is count me in round. It is socket to MND day. Please come along, support the club and support the MND cause. Ben Cameron from The Advertiser is back in the studio to wrap things up. Ben, love doing this with you each and every week when we get the opportunity to do so. Is Sandful Stock Market... Let's get straight into it, mate. uh, My specialty, hooky. Yes, yeah. I'll tell you what. (laughs) If I was actually playing the stock market with Sandful shares, I would be – I would have lost my shirt by now because I have done – I've been pretty aggressive. (laughs) You and me both. And I've done some damage. But let's – tell me what you're going to buy in Sandful shares this week, mate. Eagles. You're buying the Eagles. Good buy. Do not mind it. I understand why. I think they'll win. I think they'll win this week. Um Thought Glenelg, you know, they've obviously won 10 in a row. 
Um, I tipped the legs a few weeks ago. I thought that that run by the Bays would come to an end, and I was just off, but I still feel the Eagles are building towards something. They've won their last four, starting to look good. I mean, during that stretch, they have um, had the, the Menzels missing for, for periods there, so I just think they're building nicely. And Glenelg may be due for a loss. Mm, so. Very good. I'll tell you what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy some North Adelaide because I reckon right now they are odds on to jump Port Adelaide into the final five. I know that they've had one of those starts to the year. First half of the year, they just couldn't find a win. They were competitive all the way through, couldn't find a win. I reckon we're going to see the Port Adelaide Magpies slide a little bit. I think percentage is a really key indicator here. Norwood's got their percentage back up. Their percentage was in all sorts of trouble after that huge loss to North. And that maybe artificially inflated Norths a little bit. But right now, Port Adelaide has a percentage of 48.5. North Adelaide a percentage of 53.9. And I just can see them coming. Uh, You... No doubt the big factor is they play Port Adelaide at home this week. If they win that, and I expect them to beat Port Adelaide, have got some injury challenges, then I can see North Adelaide really pushing probably no further than fourth or fifth, but certainly in the elimination final uh, right around the end of the season. So that's where I've got North at the moment. They're my big buy for the week. They're my hold. Good. Um, I think they've just slightly slipped under the radar. They're just outside the top bracket of teams. But, you know, for, for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, uh, injuries at, at Port. Dylan Williams might be picked for the power. Yep. Um, North, one of the best sides that I saw um, all of last year. Haven't seen a lot of them this year, but I think, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they're, they're just knocking, knocking on the door. They get that win. Who knows what might happen? I'm going to hold the Panthers. South Adelaide, uh, probably a little bit disappointing for their home fans down at Norlunga against Norwood a fortnight ago, but Gee, I tell you what, they missed some set shots in front of goal that you would normally expect their forwards to kick. They were just that little bit wasteful. I thought Norwood were excellent, of course, but they were certainly given a bit of an assist by some of the set shot goal kicking from South. Uh, they've got Sturt this weekend. Uh, Sturt at home are always a difficult proposition, but I expect South to regroup. They've had a week off. Uh, they'll reset. I really believe they're a top three team, South Adelaide, and I expect them to bounce back and beat the Panthers uh, to beat the Double Blues this weekend. So, South Adelaide are my hold. What are you selling, mate? Bays. You're selling the Bays. I think they'll lose. Good boy. So am I. We agree there. I I I just cannot find a reason why the Eagles won't get over the line. They've had a week off. They're looking good. Uh, and Glenelg, they've done. They've fallen in once or twice. I mean, they fell in against the legs three weeks ago. Um, they were solid enough against North Adelaide uh, on the Queen's birthday Monday. But, yeah, I agree. 10-0, and 0, I reckon they're probably starting to set themselves. They know they're going to be either top or, you know, worst-case scenario, second or third. So, yeah, I, I agree. I do think that we will see uh, Glenelg just start to change their focus from week by week to a little bit further down the track. I think the odd loss doesn't matter, does it? It's probably good for your season. I think, you know, it's going to come at some point. So why not get it out of the way now before the finals? I completely agree, Ben. And I actually think you can, in that situation, you can just maybe trial a few things that you want to see how they're going to work 
in a major round game against a fellow final side. And not, the Eagles, I beg your pardon, are going to play finals. So, yeah, undoubtedly, uh, that would be the way I would be looking at it. Ben, I know you spend a fair bit of time following the Sanford W competition as well. I think you uh, did the grand final previews and reviews and all of those sorts of things for the Sanford W competition. Is that right? Oh, look, mate, I, I was a last-minute um, expert there. I covered the, the grand final, and it was a good good match. I've... Um, I've just got a little bit of news from the uh, Sample Norwood women's team. Um, uh, their best and fairest awards were during the week, and I've just got the list of winners now. I'll wheel through those very quickly. The best and fairest for 2021, Sophie Armistead. So congratulations to Sophie. Runner-up was Emma Clark. In third place, Morgan Johnson and Leah Cutting. The best finals player was Tashana Ma. Best first-year player, Morgan Johnson. She she had a fantastic season, of course, being third in the uh, best and fairest as well. Leading goal kicker, Rosette Zarella. The Rising Star Award was Sachi Syme. Uh, the Coaches Award, Ashley Gould. And there was a couple of off-field uh, volunteer awards as well. Trainer of the Year was Jeff Woodbridge. And the Barista Boy Award, John Joanu. So there you have it from well, the Norwood Footy Club. My, my cousin, without bragging too much, used to play for the legs. Now she got she got picked up by St Kilda a couple of years ago. So wow. hopefully, uh, yeah, young Hannah, Hannah Priest. So, oh, Hannah, yes. Yeah. Well, she's she's been a Red Legs radio guest in the past. There so you go. It's a family affair here, <laughs> at, uh, here at SEN and Red Legs Radio. Uh, Camo, thanks for joining us once again, mate. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Where are you off to on the weekend? Uh, I'm off to Central. You're seeing... No, 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 no. Sorry, mate. Westies. Westies. You're going to see the West Adelaide game. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, well, I'll certainly be at Norwood and Central District. That's at Cooper Stadium. Ben, thanks very much for your time, mate. Uh, always appreciate your company. That's Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. Make sure you pick up your copy of The Advertiser and Sunday Mail to read everything that he's got to report about in the Sandford competition. Thanks for your company. Looking forward to the big game on Saturday afternoon at Cooper Stadium. It's Norwood taking on Central District. See you at the footy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.